see the lighting. All right, sweet. Let's try the. There we go. Kind of dope. All right. Yeah. Wow. Pretty good lighting, actually. Not bad. All right. So this is the base basics. We're going to be trying to do some baseball talks, trying to see if this can work out. See what we can do. All right. So why don't you start off? All right, man. So start off with our, you know, hometown Blue Jays here. Uh, going to the postseason, you know, looking hot. Got Tampa round one. What do you think? I'm thinking it's going to be a very interesting series, although I'm very excited for the fact that so today's the final day and they have one game left. If they win it and the Yankees lose it, they're no longer facing the Rays. They have a better chance against an AL Central team, although they have all been hot. So I'm kind of curious to see if they're going to, um, if one of those teams will be harder to face because they've been so good or they'll be easier because they haven't played them yet. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I like the fact that, you know, if we are going against the uh, number one race, they, uh, we've got lots of experience when they get to see, you know, being divisional. Uh, we've got lots of looks to see, like, oh, yeah. you know, weaknesses, you know, got to see their pitchers, you know, get a good read off of them. And I find that really helps. Oh, yeah, for sure. Season. For sure. Yeah, it's it definitely helps, although they they went uh, four and six this year. Although, unfortunately, yeah. surprisingly, they did uh, run differential them with four runs thanks to a 12 to four game. But, yeah, for real. But otherwise, they, you know, they're a decent matchup. And with the Rays having issues with injuries, we'll see what ends up happening for them. Yeah, we're catching hot right a lot of time. You know, a couple wins coming in the end of the stretch here. Uh, hope we've been continuing that after that horrible trade we had earlier. Oh, yeah, that was pretty bad. I find it kind of interesting. I read an article on, um, on uh, what was it? It was the Fangraphs page. And it was talking about how people were worried about this kind of 16-person postseason or 16-team postseason about the idea of it's going to do one of two things. It's either going to make it so that you already know what teams are going to win so early on or teams who are not bad, but they're, you know, they could be below 500 would get a spot. And I find it kind of crazy that the American league showed one of them and the national league showed the other where um, I think it was showing that the eight teams that are in the postseason now for the American league, they were the last time a team that wasn't one of those eight that was in the top eight positions was like late August. Right. And like, and people had already bet other than the Jays, obviously every other team was basically confirmed. Yeah, no, I like the, uh, definitely the expansion is really cool. And you're seeing in other leagues too, you know, with the NFL this year, they're having their expansion. You know, I think it's more entertaining for the fans to, you know, have another chance, you know, that last spot I think is a little bit more competitive almost, even though there's two more. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I like to see how the fans really get into it. You know, another chance for a team to get in. I really like it. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, the only thing I don't like is that, like in the National League, there are teams there, like there was the Giants and um, the Phillies and the Mets up until maybe a day or two ago. They were all fighting for a last spot and they were all having a negative record, Yeah, which is kind of unfair to some teams, but. For sure. You definitely I mean, get a range of teams that are coming in. It's like, you know, it's like, how are you making the playoffs and still having a losing record? It's almost unfair at that point. You know? Yeah, but, it's not fair. Yeah. Anyways, um, so the Jays pitching. It's got some issues here. What are you thinking? I I have been very upset about what they've been doing with their pitching this year. For sure. They're, their relievers, they were the best. I honestly loved their relievers they were all doing great except for font and i'm glad he's dfa'd now (laughs) he's he's gone so that's fine but you know you have ryu's pitching fantastic he you know he lived up to his 20 million dollars this year well obviously it was it was um shortened to the amount prorated or whatever for sure but like he was the only one that pitched past the sixth inning and he pitched seven yeah and then Taiwan Walker was the only one that pitched more than 100 pitches. And that was like, it was only a couple over. And he only pitched six innings. Yeah, right at the other night, he had literally 100 pitches right on the dot. It's like, the depth is not there, which no. is needed. Well, and the thing is, is that many times, the relievers need a break. And their starting pitching is definitely, they are acting as if they can be that workhorse. They are working it really hard. Ryu's been really good almost every single game, except for what, like two games at the beginning? Yeah, exactly. He had to get used to the American League. For sure. Right? It's definitely a transfer. Definitely coming up. Even like the different atmosphere, you know, coming to a new team, you know, new people. It's a little bit nerve-wracking. So, you know, I get it. Uh, First games may be a little rocky. But, like, back to what you said, though, like the relief pitchers really – no one really focuses on, like, how much, like, they – their arms are, like, still – that's why they're relief pitchers. They're not as strong necessarily. They can't go the distance. And when you have your startings who can't go, like, six innings deep or even over 100 pitches – 
really plays a toll on them, especially if you don't have like a depth there. It's like they're becoming like almost like another starting pitcher in the game because they're pitching like exactly. three, possibly like three, three and a bit innings here. And it's like, it's quite more frequently. Like you're yeah. seeing like Cy Young candidates this year and they're like six games is all they've been playing so far. And you got release pitchers or close to their inning count. Yeah. And it's pretty, it's pretty impressive on those relievers, what they've been doing because they've had, the Jays have had so many, I think they were either first or second in the league with relieving innings. And it wasn't because their starting pitching was bad. There was a difference when a team would be, their starting pitching wasn't good. Like for example, the Mets, they have DeGrom. DeGrom's great. Nobody's going to deny that. No. The rest of their rotation hasn't been good. No. So of course they're going to rely on their relieving. And because of that, they have high innings. The Jays, it makes no sense. They have great starters. Taiwan Walker, he's had less than a two ERA for the Jays. I mean, Seattle's different, but that's because Seattle wasn't super competitive for a good chunk until like halfway through. Right. So it was kind of unfair on him to compare there. But then once he got to the Jays, he was phenomenal. Yeah. And yet they didn't let him pitch. Yeah, for sadly. Uh, like there's some serious questions as to what Montoya is going to do with the, the lineup here, especially with, you know, all the players coming back, you know, Teoscar just coming off the uh, the DL and Bichette's back in the lineup. Now we got to get to Les. Yeah, exactly. Back. And then it's just like one thing after another, you know. just It's curious how you got to see as a manager to adapt to those different upcoming injuries, especially in a shortened season. Exactly. It's it's going to be very weird. And with the amount of uh, reliever games as a whole, you know, using like Chase Anderson for three innings, Merriweather for three innings. Yeah. Now they got Nate Pearson back. And I think – I looked at him from the start, and I thought he was more of a reliever than a starter anyways because he had a flamethrower of an arm. He's like – He's like averaging you know, like almost 99 miles an hour. Yeah, it's, it's and he hit like almost 102 the other day. So, yeah. you know, he should definitely stick to that um, that reliever role for at least a little while, you know, get used to the big leagues, then try the starter role. For sure. You know, you look – I like to see like fast pitchers like Barola's Chapman. Like he's coming in relief, and he's just like – Blowing pitches at like 103, 104 miles an hour. And it's like crazy. And it's like everyone's all over him. Like, you know, I could definitely see Nate Pearson. Definitely, you know, if he doesn't go with full starting, I'd see him coming as a closer and yeah. just absolutely throwing oh, bombs. Yeah. Well, and now that they're getting rid of, well, not getting rid of, but now that they're done with Giles and especially with his Tommy John yeah. coming up, they need somebody there. And I mean, they got some good guys there. They got Dolis. Uh, once Romano comes back, I'm super pumped for that. Oh, yeah. But. You know, Nate Pearson can be that guy for sure, or at least he should try to be that guy because it would work out great for him. And he's young enough where he can, you know, if he goes for a starting, you know, it's just not for him. He can switch. Like you oh, look yeah. at like old like JC, you know, like Aaron Sanchez. He was a relief pitcher, and then they converted him to a starting pitcher, and it was like one of the best moves they ever did. But you oh, know, yeah. he was young enough that he could adapt to literally any pitching role they gave him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Another couple interesting things that have happened. They've had several people um, retire as well as opt out within the past, like, four games. I know. It's crazy. There was uh, Andrelton Simmons, five games left, and he opted out. They weren't making the postseason. Well, they weren't making it. They they were basically not going to make it. No. Um, and then he opts out with five games left. He could have been the deciding factor there. Yeah, for uh, sure. And it's crazy. Like, he opted out with five games left, and, you know, Madden was on his you know his drive home. He received a text from Simmons saying, like, hey, man, like, I'm done. And you know what? He's always been, I know Simmons, I've read a lot of articles on him and he's like, he's always kind of like that team guy. He's you know, oh, yeah. always smiles, you know, he's always positive guy. And it was COVID related was what I wrote up on was, was a leave of absent, you know, yeah. there's a family tie or something. He's one of those family first kind of guys, you know what? Yeah. And you know what? I, I accept that. That's fine. Yeah. It just, it sucks for the angels because they were this close. <laughs> yeah. And finally the world seeing Mike Trout actually have more postseason to him. Yeah. But nope, nope, not this year. No, not to mention the angels. He's coming to the end of their seven year, $58 million deal. There's no way he'll be able to resign for long. You no. know, they got Upton's contract, you know, they got paid for Trout. They're saying about, you know, working Pujols back in. Like, it, it's brutal, man. Pujols needs to retire in another year. Oh, yeah, man. He needs, he needs to be done. He Like, he's he's a great, and nobody's going to deny that yeah. he's, like, one of the best bat-first players ever. Yeah. But he's done. He's oh. The past five years, he's been done. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you look at, like, players of his size, you know, like David Ortiz, Prince Fielder. It's like, you know what? They knew. They knew when it was knew. time. Well, I would say David Ortiz was a little different because he was, I don't know, yeah, fair, yeah. he was like, he was 40 and he was ripping bombs left and right. That, okay, so, yeah, true. But I mean, if you're still doing that, then there's, you got some life left in you. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm actually looking forward for the postseason anyways. I'm looking forward to all these young stars that are coming. There's so many good guys that are just, I know, to prove themselves in the big stage. And I mean, okay, maybe it's not as big of a stage, but it's still a pretty big stage. I mean, 
Yeah, it's bigger, definitely bigger than what they've ever experienced before. You know, I'm really looking forward to seeing Ronald Acuna, man. Like, oh, yeah, he's going to be exciting. The Braves, their whole team this year, it's like, you know what? If they won the World Series, it wouldn't surprise me, especially if Acuna is on point and he's oh, actually yeah. playing to his full potential. He, he's crazy. Just, you oh, know, yeah. the sheer power, his fielding ability. It's just like this guy could be one of the greats. Oh, yeah. Um, the guy I'm looking forward to is Tatis and Cronenworth on the Padres, man. They are ridiculous. I actually had them that they were going to – uh, win it all for for a good chunk of the season. Now the past couple of games, maybe not as much, but um, I have them winning it all. Uh, I have I I had Tatis getting the MVP. I don't think so anymore, just because Freeman went on a tear. Yeah, he, he really did. He kind of carried the uh, like he. Well, they had a ridiculous out, beginning yeah. of September. Like the first sure. ten days or so, it was just bonkers. Yeah. Um. And then Cronenworth, I think he's going to win the uh, Rookie of the Year. I think they even got the Manager of the Year and Jace Tingler. He's been – I mean, look at the Padres last year and then this year. It's completely different. It's like, completely it, it's, a, it's a different team, and it worked perfectly. It, it's crazy. You know, I think there's one name that, like, you know, he may not have a chance like Juan Soto. Like, he, I wish. I, you know, I, I like the guy. You know, I just don't think he's at the caliber he needs to be to definitely win, like, any no. like, major awards upcoming. He just has extreme power. Like, Yeah, he's – He's very good with that, but I think he needs yeah. to be on a different team, maybe a different market, because, yeah. I mean, everybody loves his name. Everybody knows him. Yeah. But he needs to be in a different market that's a little more profitable. I think he would fit good, and especially because the colors are the same, on, like, a Phillies I was going to say Phillies. Phillies. You know, well, him and Harper, like, together, they, that'd oh, be yeah. sick. They would, they would be an incredible tandem, and then they have, hopefully, if they re-sign Real Muto. I don't know. Right. I doubt they will, just because, you know, he'll have a really high price tag. You know what, but, you know, it's the MLB. Contracts are ridiculous. You know, oh, yeah. If they want them enough, they'll sign them. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, they seem like they're an up-and-coming team. I didn't expect them to get too far this year. A lot of people did. I think they need – they're like a rebuilding team. They need another year or two. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, one big name isn't going to flip your team around, you know, with the signing of, like, Bryce Harper uh, in the Austin a few years ago. You know what? Like, it's a big signing. You need yeah. someone to back it up. It's baseball. You know, yeah. it's team after you need pitching. You need all the positions covered. I mean, he's a big chunk of it. You know, having him in your lineup is scary. It's very. You, you definitely need some backup players, too. Yeah, and I mean, even this year, signing Wheeler, Gregorius, they, yeah. they have Real Muto, but that's that's still not enough. That's not enough. No. They need, they need to just that little bit more. Oh, for sure. I want to talk about... Um, one player whose size is very odd to me for even <laughs> for even playing is, is Kirk Alejandro Kirk. Yeah, I I was talking to my girlfriend about it the other day about how he's five eight. How how you know as a half fit player, how big would you think he was? And she was like one ninety to two ten. I would think that that's even acceptable, even for a little bit bigger for that height. But he's t- he's over two sixty. That yeah, like you know that's that's, that's a chunky guy, especially at five eight. Your yeah. weight fills out differently. You know? Yeah, he's 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 pretty big, but you know what? I'm not gonna knock it on him for his skill because he's he has a higher hit game than Vlad already has, and he's played for yeah. a year and a half. So, you know, he's he's definitely using his size, and he I mean he runs pretty fast for as big as he is. Yeah, he's he's definitely not slow. You know what? On the, at the end of the day, I've seen a lot of players come and go with weird heights. I don't think height matters anymore. No, height you know? height definitely doesn't matter. I'm worried no. a little bit about the weight. Because, like, we were yeah. talking back last year about how Vlad had uh, a lot of people wondering about his weight. Because he was he was only, like, 250 in comparison to 265. And he's taller. Yeah. yeah, no, and he definitely fills out. Like, you definitely see how Vladi is not a skinny guy. Yeah, <laughs> and I would almost argue to say, not that I've looked it up, but I would almost argue to say that uh, Kirk is faster than Guerrero. And he's shorter and um, bulkier. It's the stocky legs. Oh, he yes. just move a little quickly. Yeah, he, he's got to be... Uh, He's running fast, though, and he's hitting well, and he's – I mean, his size helps for a catcher. Like, oh, yeah, no, for sure. Like, that that helps him so much. He's been doing fantastic with that. And I think at the smaller level, you're, like, at weird heights, your name is put out there. You know, like, you look like Spud Webb or Muggsy Bogues or any of those short little guys. You know, like, everyone knows them because they're short. Like, yeah. It, I, I think it's pretty cool. I like it. I like to see him develop. You know what? Uh, if you got to lose a few pounds, you know, take a little I find it. I find it great. <laughs> yeah. I find it great be- for two different things that he was in Class A. He was at the one of the lowest levels, and now he's in the MLB. Yeah. And then the other part to it, which I think is kind of a testament to how much they needed him to perform, and then he did. McGuire wasn't doing well. Uh, Jansen was, you know, he was doing below average. His feeling is great. Don't get me wrong. He, yeah. I saw him pick off three guys in one game, and that was fantastic. Yeah. But 
he's his bat has been crap. Yeah, that's unfortunately. You know, you get you know you get your defensive skills, but it's like it needs to come overall. You got to back it up with your bat. Um, what do you think of this new approach that catchers are taking now? They're doing the one knee with kind of the leg out. You know what? I think it actually works a lot better than like the squat, just the regular squat, because it ends up making it so that they have more forward momentum for, like, say, Danny Jansen when he's throwing somebody who's trying to steal at second or third. Yes, it gives him more of like a lunge. Exactly. You can really lean into it. Five, you're squatting, you're built off balance. The only thing I knock on it is the defensive approach to it. You know, when you're squatting, you can move around more. If you're on the one foot, you're kind of committed to like one side usually. So your left yeah. to right movement is very limited. So that's the only part I don't like about it. You and know? it's not good for pass balls either. No, no, exactly. I've seen it be a big issue for the Jays in both both parts of that where they've ended up having a lot of pass balls or uh, wild pitches and they just can't reel them in. No, and you see the, the catchers that are adapting to this new style, you know, they're seeing a lot more like wild pitches. And it's not necessarily because of wild, it's just pass balls and – like the counter side to it is you are picking off runners more. So it's like, you know, you got, you get, it's based on the team, you know, you have playing a team that steals a lot, oh, yeah. you know, you definitely need that type, but if you're going against a team that's just big bats. You need the defense because it could be runners on the bags. Sure. And you know what? I, I don't know if like what they're going to be doing for the awards, like how they're going to be doing it. Nobody's ever really said anything for sure. I saw a thing where they said uh, they should just call it like player of the year or like pitcher of the year, which I think is a great idea. But like the gold, the equivalent of gold glove for the the American League for catcher, I think should go to Jansen. He's already, you know, he's caught so many people stealing. Um, there hasn't been really any big name catcher that's done anything big in the American League. And I've no. watched, you know, hundreds of games now at this point, and nobody's done anything in comparison, it feels. So I feel like he's definitely one to look at for that award. All right, so going into award predictions, who you got for rookie of the year? Um, I got in the American League. I I wanted Robert so bad. I yeah. wanted him so bad, but I'm gonna have to say Kyle Lewis. I mean, he totally agree. He's been, he's been so consistent this entire year, and for a team that was was fighting for it for a little while, he's actually been decent. Uh, and they, he's been like their leader, basically getting sure. them to the postseason or almost postseason, anyways. You know, weird stat about him. You know, he is the highest walk percentage in the league right now, thirteen point seven percent. So you know what? That's like not bad at all. Like, I you mean, go up to there, already see where they are coming from right away. Yeah, you yeah. know, to get a guy getting on the key to baseball is getting guys on back. You know, you don't have to necessarily hit the ball. You know, you take one off the head or you get walked. Like you got to get on base. That's oh, how you yeah. score runs. If you got this guy in your lineup, he's getting on like he's walking thirteen point seven percent of the time. Let alone his bat, which has been consistent this whole year. You and know, his fielding's fantastic too. This he's guy is great. Done, he can't not win Rookie of the Year. I'll if, see if how anybody he else he wins, can. it's going to be wrong. It yeah. has to be wrong. Yeah, you know, I don't know how the shortened season's really going to affect on that, but I think he's really taken advantage of it and shown really the whole week what he has to offer. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I'd say probably for the National League, I'm I'm feeling that it's going to be Devin Williams. Um, he's had a ridiculous relieving year. Although I really want it to be Jake Cronenworth. Yeah, he was fantastic, but I think it's going to go to Williams because I mean. Come on, when you have like a was it point three nine ERA? Yeah, no, <laughs> that can't that can't be dismissed. He let one run this entire season, and it was back in you know beginning like, of August or something. Exactly. When you get a clutch guy coming up, it's like yeah, guaranteed no runs, pretty much allowed here. Like and like that tandem with him and Hater and oh gosh, what's that other guy? Uh, the other they have a tandem of three guys, and they're all the best. Yeah, like imagine just and Definitely then a good and then the Brewers might not even make it in. Oh, I mean, you gotta have the bats to put up the runs, even though you're putting yeah. at zero on defense. You know? Yeah. Well, with Yelich not doing very good this year, it's been very rough. You know, yeah. we've seen a lot of the big stars this year not really been performing to like really what they should be. It's been like a pitching. Oh yeah. Definitely. So a pitching, pitching year. Year. Um, you know, with a couple of rookies being playing well. You know, I was really disappointed at the beginning of the year with Vladdy. You know, he had a really yeah really slow start. You know, he started seeing the ball. He uh started doing him and uh, T. Oscar. They're doing some drills together, some breathing yeah. stuff. And you can see it, you'd go up, you know, after every pitch, you know, take a breather. And I found as soon as he started doing that, he started actually connecting on the ball. The thing, the only thing that I find really upsetting about Vlad, and it's it's actually gotten worse from this year since last year, was uh, his launch angle is god-awful. Last year, it was, le- it was less than 7. It was like 6.7 or something like that. And now it's even lower at like 4.5. You can't be hitting home runs like no. Like he's he hit this laser that only got out in like three seconds flat. It's fantastic. You can't do that every time. No, you definitely need getting elevation on the ball. You know, you don't have to hit it that hard. You know, it carries, especially if you're in a you know Buffalo. It's not like 
it's definitely not a pitcher's ballpark, but it's kind of neutral. But like, you got to get on the ball. It's got to carry. Oh yeah. Like you know, even if you don't get full connection on it, if it's up there, it's still going. Yeah, and he's just had such a rough time trying to. I don't get me wrong. He has good walk numbers, and he's not striking out a ridiculous amount of times. No, which is great, especially from a big guy uh, who plays first base. Having any bit of an eye is fantastic. But another part of being a hit first first baseman is hitting for power, and he hits it hard. He has like one of the best, you know, exit velocities. One of the worst launching, so he's not going to get any out. He's a fast swing, that's for sure. And I think that really contributes to his power. And, you know, he's got a lot of torque coming behind. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just his launch angle is really holding him back, I think, from his true potential. Yeah, I, I wish there was, like, some guy he could he could learn from. Maybe a guy who is um, who's has, like, the highest launch angle, and then they teach each other some tricks Yeah, or exactly. Because it's, it's ruining him quite a bit. Yeah, I think he's really getting underperformed here. But, you know, these are all things in the offseason, you know, we got – it's a shortened season, so, you know, not many injuries to really hold him back. And I think that, you know, this offseason, you can really focus on that and you can come back truly probably an MVP candidate. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, then we got back to the awards. Uh, I guess we'll go to what, Cy Young? You Darvish. No uh, questions asked. I am on the For the, the National League? Um, yeah. I don't know. My thing is I really, really like how Bauer's been doing this year. Yep. I okay. I love to see uh, Degrom get the the third in a row, but I don't think he fully deserved it, no. especially this past game that just happened. He let two home runs. Then the, the thing is, one game is screwing a pitcher now. Like yeah, especially for the silent like, prestigious like baseball pitching award. Oh yeah. Like you get one bad game in a shortened season. Like you look at you Darvish. He's played. You know he's six and zero. You know one loss on that. He's no longer in contention. You know yeah. one bad game. I think that's really keeping him is his strikeout rate. 25% uh, – it's, it, it's, it's pretty well, crazy. It's it's crazy, but I think the thing that's crazier, because I think DeGrom and Bauer have higher strikeout percentages, is he has a great amount of control. His walk-to-strikeout rate is yes. rid- ridiculously better than theirs. And unless he somehow pitches today, which I don't think he is, no. I think he's probably pitching game one for the Cubs. Yeah, He had the, he had the best um, – you know, strikeout to walk rate. Right. And it wasn't even particularly close because, well, okay, it was sort of, it was, I think they were all within like four walks and Darvish is the only one without a hundred strikeouts because Bauer has a hundred on the dot. DeGrom got 104 because he pitched yesterday. Um, I think, I, I think Darvish has like, I think high eighties, low nineties, something like that. Yep. He needed one more game. He needed one more game. Yeah. You know, it's just shortened season, you know. There's a lot of things you can't get the full 162 game season. You can't see their true potential, no. and usually there's not this many pitchers in the running. You get an injury, one falls off, you know, you get a bad yeah. stretch. There's a good this. There hasn't really been a chance for a pitcher to pull away. Yeah, because pulling away now is still in contention with other players because yeah. it's like everyone's got perfect records, really low ERAs. They're all around like 1.6 ish. So like one bad game, you're done. Yeah, and I mean. Freed was like a front runner for a long ass time until he got injured and then just fell off. Right. Yeah. So it, it kind of sucked for him, but he was doing fantastic. Uh, the Nelson Lamette was decent as well, but I mean, it doesn't help him so much just because the other guys were just that little bit better. Yeah. But I'd say the, the American league's a lot more clear cut than the national league. For uh, sure. I mean, if anybody else were to win it other than Bieber, uh, then Something's wrong. Yeah, I like, agree. He's I was... on an incredibly winning team. He's he ha- he's the only one with 100-plus strikeouts, and I think he has like 110 or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's got like plenty of starts. He's been playing super well. I, I haven't watched oh, yeah. a game where he's like ever struggled or really no. like had like – there's like so much confidence in his pitching. Like you can manager and just tell him like, all right, how do you want to pitch this guy? And he'll tell yeah. you what you want to do. And he's just that guy that's just going to go up, he'll just get your strikeouts, and get the job done. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the upsetting thing that I'm seeing more as well as the, like, as we're going through the awards, is even saying what I said earlier that the American League is so clear cut for everything. You know, yeah. you know who's getting the awards, you know who's, who's winning and who's going to be the best and all that kind of stuff. But then the National League, it's like a toss up. Yeah. You know, you have no idea. Um, what else do we have? We have, I guess, just the regular MVP. Um, the American League, again, tough. The National League, I'm going to say Freeman. Yeah, I think uh, Freeman's really shown 
like, you know, he's coming off a couple, like, not as peak performance seasons this year. I think he really stepped it up and really showed showed everyone where he's, he's really coming from, and he's playing awesome. Oh, I'm yeah. really excited to see him. He's playing great, and, I mean, he wasn't at the very beginning. He wasn't doing fantastic, but then he turned it around so quick. Yeah. And it's great to see that even – it isn't as clear-cut as the rest of the awards, but I would say that this one was kind of interesting just because – uh, there was him, Mookie Betts. I'm so glad that he transitioned so well. That was fantastic for me. Yeah. I was super happy about that. Yeah. Um, that guy deserved to be paid. You know, when he was in Boston, you know, he was definitely carrying the franchise. Oh, yeah. You know, new scenery, being in L.A. It's like there's a serious prestigious to hold up to, especially going to a oh, team yeah. like the Dodgers. And it's funny to see now that uh, one one season removed and you see how much Boston really needed him. And yeah. then they got rid of Martinez. Um what who do they have left there? Bogarts? They no, still have yeah. Bradley Jr. Mm, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, I think sure. So. Okay, so, yeah, no, so really Boston this year is such a disappointment. You know, they but you know they what? missed Mookie so much. Yeah, they had some guys there that were okay though. I mean Alex Verdugo did okay. I, I he was in that trade with Mookie Betts and right. he transitioned well just as good. I mean he talked to Ortiz, so I mean of course he's gonna be <laughs> for sure. So um but, I mean, there were so many guys in the National League that did fantastic for a amount of time, like Tatis, yep. even even with the, the bat flip that everybody hated. I, I loved it. They, they should be doing that more. For but. sure. I think that baseball, like, I think people are holding back. You know, you see in other sports where celebrations are starting to be more allowed. You know, I yeah. think the creativity in the NHL with their celebrations, the NFL being allowed to do stuff. I think baseball, it's really hard to celebrate because, realistically, you only can if you hit a home run. So why not take advantage of it, especially yeah. in a 162-game season? It gets boring. You oh, want yeah. to see the excitement on the players. You want to see the emotion. Exactly. You, you know? want to see that. And then, like, from the pitchers, too, you want to see them get excited after a strikeout. Like, that's I, important. Three up, three down, all strikeouts. Yeah, show, like, give a fist pump. Like, you yell, don't have, like You don't have to, you know, hold back. No. Like, no way. Like, and it's so confusing because the players are like, oh, that's so bad. But fans want to see that. Exactly. That's why we're watching baseball is to see that. We don't want to see these games that are like, you know, say they lose 2 nothing, whatever. But, like, if there's some excitement to it, you know, that brings fans back. You're seeing a lot of ballparks, like, especially in Toronto this year. Well, not this year, obviously, with being a Buffalo. But you see Toronto recently, it's like stadiums are not packed, no. not full. You go back to the 2015 season, you know, I, I get it. They were really good. Everyone wanted to see them. Look at the emotion on the team with Donaldson, oh, yeah. Bautista, especially. Grilly. Grill. Yeah. He was he was very, you know, emotional you know, when he was pitching. That Stroman especially, he was emotional. Same with Aaron Sanchez. You know, they I like the way he pitched. It was fun, you know, even if they were losing, people were still watching and supporting. Yeah, exactly. And they need to be doing that because fans enjoy seeing the emotion. They like to know that the team likes winning. Exactly. I mean, them just sitting there not doing anything, then that's okay. boring. You know, boring. I think having put a Kawasaki even being on the team, you know, way back, yeah. like I loved it. You know, I think people you know, his jerseys were being sold because of how he reacted. You look at the top jersey sellings, it's all players who are notable because they are impactful on the game. Exactly. And they were all they were all so much fun to just watch. Like, it doesn't matter if, you know, you're a winning team or not. You know, if you're having fun with the game, go for it. Exactly. Like, I loved watching the White Sox this year. They were so much fun to watch. Same with the Padres. Yeah. They were incredibly fun to watch. For sure. Do you think I watched many games of, say, what, like the Rangers? No. I didn't watch many games of the Rangers at all. Like, they they didn't have fun with it. They were the ones that were upset with his backflip. And even, like, Trevor Bauer, he had said on his vlog thing, which I – don't see why people have an issue with him doing it because you know what he's bringing in fans he has me more developed into baseball than yeah. any amount of watching games would have done yeah it's but, big plays and big emotion that gets your viewers and you see baseball is starting to die off in the states you know i hate to say it but like the viewers are going down everything's going down it's like you know emotion needs to come back to the game and you know oh, what exactly. having no fans in the stadium it hurts so you gotta make up for it Oh, yeah, bring, sure. like these automated sounds and whatever. I mean, like, yeah, it's cool or whatever, but like the players really got to get into it. I oh, yeah, it. for sure. And I mean, having fun makes us have fun. Exactly. Like, why, why do we just let them, you know, do whatever? Like, if they make a great fielding play, just okay, it was nothing. They just got to walk back with a straight ass face. Like, yeah, it's whatever. It was nothing. Yeah. But it's not nothing. It was actually important. It was actually pretty cool. Like, yeah, you don't have to just leave it at that. No, there's definitely some like 
many things that players can do to really keep the game interesting. I find that like it's very very routine, very robotic now, and oh, I yeah, feel like sure. you know what, even with that bat flip, that's been kind of controversial. You know, I like it. I like the emotion. I like to see the energy, and I think going into the postseason, I think that needs to carry on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So we got we got a few more little words left, and then I got one more topic. Sure. Um, so we got the American League MVP that we didn't get to. Right. This one's tough. I always like saying uh, Trout because I love Trout. Trout's Trout, amazing, and he had yep. a great stretch there. But I mean, he was cold uh, mid. You need mid consistency. To late yeah, he was cold mid to late August. He was cold at the beginning of the season for like five or six games. He was cold, not cold. He was average at the end of the season. So in the end, he only played a this. And I read a thing as well that's saying this is going to be his, um, what is it like his worst season in rankings for the MVP ever? Like the worst he had was fourth. And that was like, yeah. that was only because he played 50 or something games less than he could have. Right. And now for this, he's, but I get it. You know what? he, he has a kid. He wants to be able to talk to the kid. And yeah. you know what? I get it. This year is perfectly fine to be not as good. There's been too many players that have been that way. Yeah, and I find that a lot of players are getting more connected with their family even through this. You know, it's a really hard time for them to really um, – you can't bring your fans and, like, your family to the ballpark, so you almost got to bring it to them. And I find that a lot of players, you know, like we go back to Simmons and, like, all these players are opting out. You know what? I get it. If you're going to do it, this is the season to do it. Really connect. And a lot of these guys are young. Like, they're just starting their families. Yeah. Like, like I don't think players and fans know how – more fans know that how hard it is for, like, the players on their wives, on their children. Exactly. You know, it's like having, like, a military dad or whatever. Like, when they're gone, like, it's sad, especially growing up. You know, oh, you can see dad on TV, but it's like – It's not the same. No, no way. And especially when you're going on these big road trips. Like, the season is really long. And then when the season's done, you got – like spring training coming up, you got a little bit of time off in the winter, then you're back at it. I find that really like doing this season, really connect with their family, especially all these players being young. It's a young family, oh. young kids. You got to be there. This is the season to do it. And I like it for sure. Yeah. Um, and even like people have retired because they care so much about like their family and their well being. Like Hunter Pence retired a day or two ago, Alex Gordon retired like a week ago. Yeah. We've had so many players before the season, like. Stephen Pierce, he retired. There were so many other players that have retired just this year, not necessarily just because of COVID, but because I'm going to miss my family. I want to be with my family. I'd rather have a family that, you know, I'm around for than uh, make money yeah. or make a lot of money. They probably already still have enough money to live for life. So, oh, yeah, they're, they're a couple, not. A couple seasons and honestly, you're set. I get it. They're not sacrificing much. No, not at all. Um, but I would probably say Bieber as well for the MVP. Yep. He, um, I mean, he did so well. He deserves a Cy Young. And then if you look at all the other players, there's nobody, there's nobody that stands out enough on any other team just as a player that deserves the award. No, I totally agree. You know, he's been lights out this year. And yeah, I, I can't see anyone else getting it really. No one's, it's all about consistency. The MVP oh, is yeah. consistently throughout the year who has been most valuable. It's not a stretch. It's not like a hint there. Yeah. It's like, you know, if Trout played how he has been like the past few games, you know, he'd definitely be up there. But like at the end of the day, it's consistency. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean, it sucks for Bieber just a little bit. And this is probably what's going to stop Cleveland from getting as far into the postseason as fans. And I mean, I'd love to see him go further, but they're pitching like top, top pitchers. They got, you know, they got Zach Plesak. They had Clevenger. The, they got, um, oh, what's his name? Tristan McKenzie. They got, you know, a bunch of guys who were doing fantastic pitching, the best pitchers, one of the worst lineups. They can't bat. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love Lindor. I love uh, Jose Ramirez. I, they, they have a bunch of great players. But yeah. up until very recently, their bats were the equivalent of dead. Yeah, no, they were. it was weird. It's like because on paper their team looked amazing. And coming into this season being like a shortened season, like it was like, I could definitely see them doing well. And then yeah. it's like they're battling out near the Jays are for like one of the last spots in the wild card. It's like, yeah, how you got to put runs on the board. If you're, you're playing lights out, like, yeah. And they've lost, I think it's, uh, I think it's now seven straight games they've lost. Yeah. And I mean, that was kind of how they were playing the entire year where they, they could have been doing great. They, I actually, originally when I was first doing a bit of betting with a buddy of mine, uh, talking about which teams we thought were going to win each division. I said they were going to win that division. They were going to, you know, make the Twins tank or something like that. Yeah. Now they're vying for the last spot. Yeah, no. 
it's a little sad for them. Speaking of playoffs, though, what series are you looking forward to? Um, I got to say I'm really excited for the Dodgers and if the Giants make it in. Yes. That, that one's going to be very exciting. Uh, I mean, the Dodgers are going to steamroll them, and it's not even going to be close. No. Uh, but I am really looking forward to it because they, they're just both good teams. They're fun to watch. They're historically good, too. Like, it's pretty sick like to see it. You know, when you hear Giants, you think of, you know, you can go back to, like, Madison Bumgarner, right? Like, yeah. You think of these, like, like historically good teams. Poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another subject. Uh, but, like, to see these caliber teams and these big names, it's like Dodgers and Giants. Like, that's yeah. baseball. Like, that, oh, yeah. you got to love it. You got to see, you know, the Giants are not the team they used to be. And L.A. is just ridiculously good. I've probably clear cut. Definitely. I was looking at uh, some – uh, betting rankings for LA and it was pretty much locked up. They're going I to mean, the World if, Series. If they don't make the World Series, it's going to be very odd for everybody. They're the only team because uh, I don't think the Rays can or I think they have to win today or something like that. Right. They're the only team that made 40 wins. Yep. And yep. I mean, that's impressive. Speaking of the Rays, if they end up playing the Jays and it works out to there, what do you think the Jays need to do to overcome really what's been a kind of a surprise of a team this year? I'd say be consistent. I, I read a very interesting article. Or not, it wasn't an article. It was a tweet. And I thought it was pretty great how they are a very flip-flop team where I think it was a quarter, almost a little over a quarter of their games, they scored two or less runs. Doesn't mean they won or lost because sometimes you can win on one or two. But they only in about a quarter of their games did they score two or less. And in a quarter of their games, they, uh, they scored at least five runs or something like that, yeah. which is – Crazy how flip flop you can be that you can you can overpower a team that much by at least five runs, and then you know like the next day score nothing. Well, you look at a few weekends ago when they played the Yankees and they let up was it thirty eight runs or something within was, the three days? It was, it was like an MLB record. I think it was even more than that. I it could have been. Was, I think it was like forty something. Forty. Yeah, it, it's like you do that, but then you come like you have this horrendous losing streak, and then you come back and beat Baltimore the other day, like. 12 to, I think it was five or something like that. And then they won yeah. uh, yesterday. Um, and they put up, I think, seven runs. It was four to one, oh, four which to is one. perfectly okay by me um, for the last game for the Yankees, which I don't know how what they won by for Baltimore. It was a pretty easy win, I think, though. Yeah, but even, you know what, especially in baseball, it's just being hot and being consistent. And yeah. I think that the Jays, the Jays have one of those teams where it's like everyone can be good. So play good. It's just yeah. It's just, <laughs> will we expect everybody to be good at once? Exactly. And everyone will they be in sync? Will there be a key injury? Like you go through the lineup, you look at Biggio, you look at Hernandez, who's been lights out this year until his injury. Um, he was leading the league, or like he was up there for home runs. Yeah, he was. He was tied for first and second for a long time. Yeah, up until he got injured. Got injured, and you know, Vladdy Bichette. Like th- this team, if they, like I could see them going far. If they play together, I don't know if they can win it. I wouldn't say. I think the Dodgers I, yeah, are I don't too think good gonna make it. if they even even got that far. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting for sure just, just because, you know, they still have Telez on uh, injury and then they also have Romano, I believe, on injury. Um, they don't have Giles, although this year they used Giles like three times because he was injured, right? So right. He was out, so he wasn't really a factor. The issue I think for them that they need to try and focus on is keeping the guys healthy and then having, you know, their best options on the field. Because I've seen so many games where I'm like, Panic's at second? Are you sure about that? Like, yeah. You know, you want to have your guys who are reserved stay reserved. Don't put them on the field if they're not your best guy. No. And they've done that several times. You know, Montoya's been taking a lot of heat this year for some questionable decisions. But, like, you know, you know, I'm not the I'm not the I'm by no means a big Charlie Montoya fan at all. But given the scenarios that you've got, young guys, it's really hard to get an accurate judgment. <coughs> not to mention, like he is super new with the club. Oh like, yeah. He has had. Not to mention, the club is new. Like all these yeah. young upcoming players have pretty much. The, if you look at the entire lineup, name one player that's been on the team like for like, over three years. Well, yeah. Like, they, <laughs> even, they even said that once Smoke left, I believe it was. Yeah. There has been no player that was on the 2016 team. Yeah. Exactly. And like. Montoya's had no footage or anything of these players having, like, together connected. So you just have to piece players. You know, he takes a lot of heat. And, you know, I still agree with some of the fans out there who do not like him. You know, there's definitely some decisions he could have done better on. But give the kid some credit. Like, 
it's really hard to do, especially when you don't know the team as well as a lot of other managers do. Um, and not to mention a lot of weird scenarios, this year oh, yeah. injuries. It, it's hard to do, but overall, I think he's done a decent job. You know, they're in the playoffs. That's what matters. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think the one thing that they're going to have to do, um, and it's one of those things that I've seen so many different rebuilds, they either miss out on or they do it wrong. Like So often – you know, they'll be picking up players here and there, and that's what they've been doing. Yep. And they're probably going to pick up more players this year. Yep. You know, maybe lose a few here and there. Yep. But they're not going to get rid of, or they need to get rid of Montoya. Not that he's bad, because, you know, this year might have been a fluke. Maybe it's not. Who knows? But they need to get somebody who's experienced, who's experienced, or somebody who's good for, um, you know, the winning then. Yes. Because he was good for the rebuild. You know, the rebuild went a little faster than they expected, right? So, yeah. you know, last year, obviously, they didn't expect them to win. I am I was actually very happy that they didn't lose 100 games because yeah. I was expecting that. But then this year, they actually have a winning record and have a good chance to um, actually make it yep. a couple, a couple series. One key, maybe a key signing this offseason, you know, there's some serious players going to the free agency. I think that, like, maybe a key signing would really, like, just boost the team, especially, like, maybe a veteran player. Um, bring that experience to the, to the clubhouse. So, you know, you got a lot of young guys on there. Not many of them have been to the MLB playoffs before. You know, it's been oh, a lot sure. of double-A, triple-A stuff. And I think that you you look back when the Jays brought in Anthopolis as GM uh, or president, wherever it was, uh, to make all those signings. You know, they only had him in for, I think, two seasons. Yeah. Made all those moves and gone. And then he went to the Braves, and look how good the Braves are doing. Exactly. You, know, like- you just got to bring in that guy, that especially in a management position, um, it'll really it's it's actually a game changer no one actually understands how much like you, you, there's so much study behind it because it's like you know pitcher coming in and then so the manager's like all right are we gonna pitch him like who are we gonna put in to face this guy in the ninth inning like yeah for sure there's a lot of research that goes behind it and from a non-experienced like manager here some of these decisions they're shown on the field oh yeah definitely and it's it it's gonna be he needs to know that he was good for the rebuild and yes. there's there's other teams that are rebuilding right now and they're gonna you know, he's going to be uh, gone from the Jays, and then these teams are going to want them because he did a decent job with that. He's a developing coach for a developing team, and the team is pretty developed now. I think they're strong. Uh, a couple more years experience and maybe another starting pitcher or two because yeah. their rotation's a little shaky. Yeah. I am crossing my fingers so hard that they sign or uh, do some sort of extension for Walker because yeah. this is his last year, I think, or next year. Yeah, his, uh, his contract's coming up. Yeah, and he, I mean, he was fantastic, and he's been known to be a decent pitcher. He's been very good. So I'd like to see him as the number two guy for, for Ryu. Right. And then maybe a third guy. I think Schumacher, you know, if he really developed, he, uh, you know, I liked him. You know, I've seen all footage on him uh, with previous teams, and he he's a really good pitcher. And I think that, you know, maybe – you know, maybe with a supporting role to him too, he could really add to the lineup. Because if you get a, a good three, four, then you're set. Then, sure. you, then you can go into these hundred to go back hundred pitch games. Yeah, and you don't have to put as much pressure on the relief pitchers. You yeah, know? like that. And I think that's partially what Montoyo did too. As a rebuilding team, he wanted to make sure nobody was injured. Uh, whether it was a good reason or not, I'm sure I can guarantee you that they've lost games because they overpushed the the bullpen. I mean, even I even read a thing way way back after the first like 20 games something like over half the losses that they had were within the last two or three innings because they had to use the relievers so much yep so it sucks and they would either win they would either be winning or tied but what they definitely need to do is they need to get a third starter i think i thought at the time rourke was a very good choice for a pick you know, uh, his contract was a little big. I mean, two years, 24, that's... Yeah. Luckily, they don't have to pay the full 20, uh, the 12 million this They're year. They're still super optimistic about this player. Yeah, he was consistently like a, you know, a four ERA, which was good, you know, good for like a three guy, which is what they expected. Yep. He is at best a five guy. Like, especially this year, he needs to... Uh, I don't know if he's going to step up, but I think what they need to maybe do is kind of like with Pearson, how he struggled with uh, starting, but I think that was more a bit of the jitters, and then he had the injury. Yep. They need to put him in relieving for, you know, an inning or two. For sure. Maybe do something like the the, the three-inning kind of relief, how they've been doing for Merriweather. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another good series I'm looking forward to, you know, you probably wouldn't think of it, really. Reds and Braves. Oh, that'd be exciting. Oh, I'm so excited. Like, 
Joey Votto. It's like uh, it's like the experienced Votto versus the up and coming Acuna. And oh, I yeah. think these two are gonna have a complete shootout, and it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be fantastic. W- w- which team utilizes their star player the best? Yeah, the thing that's gonna be worrisome for whether that that um, series goes well is they need Max Freed back. Yeah, so bad because so, Soroka's gone. So the so the Braves are already knocked down on their starters. And now they. Who knows if they have Freed or not? He hasn't been back yet. Right. I can't remember if it said whether he was going to be able to start. But, you know, he's injured nonetheless. Yeah. Both teams definitely having some issues on their lineup. Uh, I don't think it's really going to be a pitching. It's going to be who can outscore. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, And, like, the the Reds have a couple good pitchers. I mean, they got Castillo. They got Gray. They got Bauer. But only one of them really, to me, Bauer, has been been, – Above average. The other two guys have been average. You know, they have a good game and then they have a bad game kind of thing. Yep. No, I, uh, so. it's definitely, I think it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be, all right, who's going to put up eight runs a game? Who's going to put up and just coming out of defense, oh, minimizing yeah. the errors, having a solid infield, just making consistent plays. And I think that's the team that wins the series this year is just consistency. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think the last one, the, the last, um, there's two different kind of ones that I'm looking forward to seeing is, the Yankees series, whichever whichever team they end up facing, because who knows what happens with them and the Jays. Right. And then the Astros series. I'm not sure who they're facing. I can't. Um, um, I think it's the Twins. No, no, the Athletics. They're yeah, no, they definitely. play the A's. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, for two different reasons, because the Athletics uh, are a fantastic team. They've been doing great this year. Um, the Astros, they've been kind of tumbling along. Yeah. The only reason I think they're truly in is because they need a second team from that division yeah and they wouldn't be there otherwise no it's crazy the cdas make such a uh, such a bounce back year after you know a few struggling years uh in the past and you know i really enjoyed seeing this team uh rebuild oh yeah for sure and i mean now with verlander out their star guy is grinky yeah he, like he's aging he's, he's Zach grinky is still a solid pitcher but like i said aging definitely an issue Especially with pitchers, like your arm goes. Unless you're R.A. Dickey throwing knuckleball until you're 43, yeah. your arm can't handle it. You're getting Tommy no. John every other year. It's like, yeah, it's tough on him for sure. And I, I'm worried for, I'm not worried. I'm actually kind of excited because I think this is kind of what the Astros get, yeah. kind of in a way, because they kind of struggled. You know, the first people were like, oh, they were probably going to be good. They were going to be like the, maybe the fourth best team because there was one team in each division that was better than them. Yep. And now we're looking at they're like the between the sixth and eighth best team. Yeah, no, in the entire league, I think that um, you know they have the potential to be good. You know, Altuve is lights out. He's an awesome player, but definitely a kind of a letdown season. Oh yeah, for sure. And then the Yankees for me is interesting because it's just what the say, Yankees. Yeah, the Cole the Cole situation is very interesting. You know, that was a big contract, and now now he's like what average. Yeah, Gary Cole, <laughs> like he, he got paid. The, the yeah. guy, I think the Yankees, basically what we know that I think a big trend for players is they get good, Yankees sign them, and then they go to die. <laughs> pretty pretty much. I, I definitely agree to that for the most part, and it makes me feel sad for all those players that go through that. Like, Stanton was fantastic in Miami. I, yep. He was a Miami guy, and you know what? I can, I can He's been with the Yankees for two or three years now, and I'm still only ever going to see him in a Marlins jersey. Yep, no, I, I can't unsee him in a Marlins jersey. Same with uh, – um, even kind of Gary Cole too. It's like it's weird seeing like all these players. Like you see a lot of, um, it's like absolute like really good players, and they just they get paid. The Yankees will pay the contract. Oh, yeah, and the Dodgers sure. is just where you go to die. Which is great though, because the Dodgers, uh, they have a lot of uh, availability right now. Yeah, because they got a bunch of either young guys or they're on like long, you know, small contracts. Exactly. So they like Bellinger is there to like twenty three. Bueller's there till like twenty three or twenty four. They got bets till like yeah. They got to pay for bets. You know, bets is worth every penny they're paying oh, for is. him and, and more. They have so much salary cap now to work with. It's like oh, for sure. It's it, you see a trend. It's like how how can the Dodgers keep affording this? And it's like you know. It's an, but then you look at their books and you're like, huh? They are fantastic with their money. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Kershaw's getting okay money, but it's not like ridiculous. Kershaw's Kansas getting okay money, but I mean Kershaw has struggled so much lately. That well. That was last year. I think this year he was actually decent. I enjoyed his play, but he's not playing enough. No, he's definitely not playing enough. But, I mean, he had an injury the other year, and I don't think he's recovered from it 100%. No. He had some, like, stellar seasons. Oh, for sure. Um, 
but they had like they have a great front office with the contracts that they have oh i know just, they did something right and it's working for them they're like what seven eight years in a row where they've won the division title yep and some years you can say none of those teams were competitive but like this yep. year padres are right in it like, i know it's crazy there's yeah. definitely California is definitely putting out like you went up to Oakland. California is the state for baseball this year. Oh yeah, you know you got the Angels that they're the they're the worst uh, one there, and they're still they're not bad. They're not bad. I mean they'll have a negative record, but yep. they got Trout. They got some great names on there. Yeah, Upton. They they didn't live up to their to what people thought they were going to do, but they did better than last year in my eyes. Yeah. Um. I mean, if they get rid of a couple contract aging contracts. And then they have plenty of money to do stuff, but yeah, Pujols is definitely a hefty pay, definitely a hefty and Upton contract as well. Upton's just getting old. I yeah, feel like he's, when, he's done. Exactly, you know, his time came. Um, I, I definitely think that they should get some young guns, really develop their oh, yeah, minor league sure. system. They got the money to do it, and honestly, I think they could be contending for one of the best teams in oh, yeah. the league. Yeah, for sure. And then you got like, you know, you got the Dodgers. They're the best LA team. Then you got the Padres, the next best one. And then the Oakland A's, the next best one. Like, they're all fantastic. Exactly. It's like, usually when you get so many different cities playing in one state, it's like, all right, a couple of these teams got to be garbage. They're all good. And I think that's scary. I oh, think, for sure. I, I think, you know, you know, Southwest, USA is really going to be putting out some quality baseball teams. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, I mean, you look at even New York's kind of doing okay, too. You know, you got the Yankees. They have there in the postseason for sure and that's with the ground like they're they, they did okay this year they need something different with their lineup yeah their lineup has some issues but they just have no pass to support their pitching <laughs> yeah and then i mean the jays are technically a new york team this year yeah being, being a buffalo, buffalo yeah so i mean and they did fantastic they way outperformed their i think it was before the season started they were only projected to win 27 games or 28 and they've already won 31 and they have yeah. a game left yeah, that and I think uh, beginning of the year they were like projected to make the playoffs. It was like it was like six percent or something. Yeah, it was it was pretty sad. It was really small, but you know, it went an up. excellent year. It went up. They were so above five hundred with the expanded playoffs. They, you know, they did for what they were given. I think they played really well. Oh yeah, way way better than I think anyone expected them to do. And they're one of those exciting teams. Like I put, you know, I'm a Jays fan, and of course I'm obviously going to have some bias, but yeah, I think the three teams that genuinely were the funnest to watch were the Padres were easily number one. Yep. No doubt. And then it's between the White Sox and the Jays. I was going to say White Sox for sure. Like those three teams were so much fun to watch. There were some boring teams. Don't get me wrong. They, you know, the Rockies weren't super fun to watch this year. Nope. Diamondbacks after about 10, 15 games weren't fun to watch anymore. You know, stuff like that. And Phillies weren't super fun either. Yep. But there were so many other teams that were fantastic. Yep. And then those three were, I think, especially because they're so young. Yeah. They had just a fun time with it. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed watching the Dodgers this year for sure. I think that they really capitalized on all the opportunities they're given, and that's why they're you know oh, yeah. where they are. And probably in the NL, I would the Dodgers. Not I'm no bandwagon by any means, but I've loved the Dodgers for such a oh, long yeah. time. I, there's so much history. Love the Dodgers and I love the Cardinals. Uh, yeah. The Cardinals they had some COVID issues this year, yeah, which they, was really it's strange. Suck for them because they're only going to play fifty-eight games, unless it really means it enough that they need to play those. Last I think games. they're in uh, the fifth seed in the NL. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I mean, at the end of the day, even if they went up one, they'd still play the same team anyways, being yeah. in fourth. So it's just going to flip flop. Um, if anything, it went in their favor that they didn't fall six. Maybe it was a couple extra games they lost. Yeah, well, they have to play the Brewers now, and the Brewers are I, they're like fighting for the seventh or eighth seed, right. and they're the they're the kind of difference maker that if the Cardinals lose this game, then they might drop down to the seventh or eighth. It's seed crazy how this like last game is so important for so many. It teams. is, <laughs> but then for some teams, it means nothing. No, like you know, you look at you got Baltimore. This game doesn't mean anything for them. No. For the Jays, it kind of does, but not really. They're in the postseason. They don't really care. No, I think everyone, I think everyone, like being like huge Toronto fans here, I think everyone's just happy we made it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then you got like, you know, Kansas City, they've been out for ages. Uh, the Pirates, <laughs> I, I'm laughing at them because I, I, I made a bet. I'm going to win that bet because I don't think they're going to win today. No. But that, that's really interesting that they actually kind of kept up. Yeah. For you guys, my bet was that in the last five games, they wouldn't make 20 wins. They were at 16, so they'd need to win four games in the last five. And they won three of their last four, so they have to win today. And if they win today, then... Who are they playing today? Oh, gosh, the Indians. 
Well, I think your bet's pretty secure. Um, well, they lost. They the Indians lost. I think both games they've played so far um, in this series. So let's Indians, hope that they win this. The last Indians one. are going to want to win this game, though. Oh, you yeah. want to always go on a win coming into the postseason. Oh yeah, for so, sure. And I mean, they with the Pirates being absolute garbage. I don't think this last game really means too much for no, them. No, it's more but, of a monumental win to get the twenty. But yeah, it would be so crazy to think that out of all the teams, they were the only team that didn't make twenty. The yeah. next closest was the Rangers, and they. Have I think exactly twenty, yeah, or twenty one? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I think they're right on. Yeah, and I mean every other team has like twenty two or twenty four at least. Like even Boston has twenty four. Like, yeah. But it's you know all these different teams. Some teams have been wiped out right away, and they weren't. And you could tell that they weren't really totally into it because they you know they they started off bad and they weren't really fun to watch from the get go. Like yeah. you know you got Boston, you got the Royals, you got. I mean, the Giants were okay to watch. They they had some moments. I mean, Yastrzemski was good to watch, but he's injured now, so that's not good. Yep. I guess San yeah. Fran is the only California team this year that's not really performed to. And I completely hype. forgot about them. That's kind of bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're way up north. Yeah. I mean, uh, but I, I mean, then we guess the Dodgers though. It's going to be interesting. I think they're just going to blown out. Won't even be close. Yeah. I mean, I had originally predicted that they were going to be the worst of the California teams, which is true. They I. Well, not really. I mean, no, the, Angels, the Angels The Angels ended up not even making the postseason. But I, I did predict them to be not even that great. Yeah. But they had a couple good guys. So, you know, Donovan Solano, they got Yastrzemski, they got... Yeah, they definitely have some key players that, I mean, looking forward. Uh, like I said, a lot of these teams, they just need a couple big signings, you know, and it's just bringing in that, that one guy that changed yeah. the whole atmosphere in the clubhouse. For sure. Baseball is such an atmospherical game that it's all emotion. That's why... That's why, like, to go back, that's why I love the emotion with the bat flips, all the celebrations. It's such a such an emotional game because it's such a not to be whatever. It's kind of a boring game at the end of the day. But it's, oh yeah, it's boring yeah, but, as in a sense it's slow. Okay, yeah. boring's the wrong word. It's a slow game. And yeah. If you can speed it up, and if you are control controlling the tone of the game, gets in your opponent's hand, brings them down, and brings you up. That's oh, how yeah. you win those close five four six four ball games. And you know what? I don't even think it matters about length. The like the commissioner has been. Rob, he's been caring so much about the length of games. Like they're getting too long. You know, it's three, three and a half hours. Nobody really cares about the length. It's just make the game fun during that length. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch a four-hour game if it's like you know people are having bat flips. They're just having a good old time. Yeah, that's what we're paying for. We like, want we're watching baseball because we love baseball. And if yeah. I get to watch a four-hour game, that's awesome. If it's entertaining. Yeah, I mean, if it's a boring game where you know the pitcher takes like. 40 seconds to pitch. Yeah, he's and, maxing you know, out his time on the mound. Yeah, yeah, like, it's just... That's not fun to watch. No. You know, they need... it. They don't need to worry about having it slow or fast. It doesn't really matter. So long as they have whatever is happening during that time entertaining. Right. Because, like, look at, like, um, what was it? Ah, shoot. I mean, Mark Burley, for example, he pitched, like, several games that were, like, two hours long. Yeah. Like, those games, some of them were great, some of them were boring. I mean, you can't have, you can't have short games and then be fun or boring. It's how they play them. Exactly, and I think that, well, like another guy I like, Stroman, when he was pitching, he was so entertaining because he was full of emotion. Like, didn't matter who he was playing. If you saw Stroman was yeah. on the lineup on the card, you wanted to watch. I think the viewing was significantly higher. Whereas, you're going to players. I mean, like Ryu, he's definitely the number one Facebook. He's so kind of like plain, I guess. He's, he's very yeah. – he doesn't throw heat. He's not very celebratory. His and slider, though, is flipping ridiculous. He has some serious control. That's what oh, you're saying. Yeah. Like, he, he's a control pitcher. He's not going to bowl one right by you at 102 yeah. miles an hour. He'll oh, throw yeah. one at 82, and you'll look like an idiot. Like, you'll oh, swing yeah. right for sure, shoes. for sure. Yeah, he's fantastic for that. Yeah. And you know what? That's all that matters is that people enjoy what they see. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, people are throwing 105. Nobody cares if – if that happens, nobody cares if, you know, somebody just make routine plays. No, routine plays, the routine. No one wants to watch routine. You want to watch the oddball stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, even sure. like the errors and stuff. Like, that's crazy. Like, um, oh, man, earlier this season, uh, the Jays, it was a close game. It was, I forget who they played, but it was a routine ground ball a second. But he just overthrew first base. It was crazy. Like I was like out of my seat. Like I was like yeah. so into it. Like it like brings you right out. It's like exactly. Oddball stuff. Is they need to be making it. doing risky stuff, risky things. Like you know, stolen bases need to start coming back. That's exciting. Yes. You know, less pickoffs. That's not interesting at all. That slows the game down and it makes it boring. Yeah. 
stuff like that. And then, you know, um, doing weird stuff, you know, like throw try the head and ball trick. I don't care. Like just throw something weird in there. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't matter if, um, what they hit, you know, make, make it so that there's less strikeouts. Like it doesn't matter, um, how, if it's a bunch of ground outs, if it's a bunch of flyouts, that's fine, whatever. But strikeouts are so boring. Yeah, strikeouts are yes and no. I find strikeouts are entertaining if it's a huge quantity of them. You see a pitcher go on and say he throws like 12, 13 Yeah, strikeouts. he's going on a rip there. That, that's cool. If, like, you see a pitcher going on like eight strikeouts. Yeah, that's all right. It's a game, whatever. No one will remember. Yeah. But if you're like, that's why I like Ryu pitching, he forces you. To ground out, he's yeah. not gonna th- he's not gonna pitch ten strikeouts a game. No, he'll throw six or seven. But the amount of ground outs he forces, it's entertaining because it's like there's always the element of even even as a Jays fan, it's like you know, there's an element. Is he gonna make the play? Yeah, what's, right? what's gonna happen? Exactly, and that's the fun part of it is that you know, seeing all the guys actually do something. Yeah, means something. Yeah, make it a team effort. Don't. I mean, you can put all your money into pitching, just having the same pitching, but like. No one wants to watch that. People want to watch the team one, not just for the individual sure. players. Yeah, exactly. I think we'll cut it off at that. that I mean, sense. we've we've been doing it for about an hour, yeah. and that was our first episode. Yeah. Take it easy. Sweet.